What's up, everybody? It's me, Chrissy. And Gooch. What's up? We are here for episode four. Yes, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. <laughs> Give us a high five. <laughs> All right, cut and print. talking about my job. He got away with it. Like, he doesn't have to know that shit. Because your right. black ass don't know it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's just be like, you're going to say he left to do it. Yeah. And that bothers me. It bothers me so bad. Mm-hmm. And you should be bothered, but I mean, if I were you, I would go through with your plan to take his job. <laughs> that's, that's the plan. <laughs> I would definitely go through with that. Like, oh, okay. That's the I'm doing plan. Go ahead and, yeah. Totally yeah, so I that. my 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 goal next week is 
because we it's these are you know weekly calls or whatever for this for this particular project. So I'm just like, I'm gonna hop on the call next week. What's the worst that can happen? He didn't sound mm-hmm. like he knew what he was talking about. How bad can you fuck it up? Right. You know. So how bad can I'm get my win? life and my coins? Listen, be coins up. How was your week? Who got you fucked up? Oh Lord! So on uh, back to school night on Tuesday of this week, mm-hmm. and it, there's just so much about back to school night that first and foremost gets you fucked up. Number one, they tell you you're not allowed to bring kids to back to school night. I'm like, well, how the fuck does that work? Coming to school? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not coming. This, I mean, what the. Girl. Like it's parents only. And I'm like, you know what? That is just just doesn't make any sense. Because first and foremost, what if, you know, mom has to work and she can't make it but dad is there, but dad has to leave the kids at home. Like how how does that work? Right. Like why anyway. So that's the first mistake. That's not back to school. That's parent teacher conference. Anybody knows it's not. It's not even parent teacher conference. Oh, but it turned into one. Let me tell you. So I brought my <laughs> daughter anyway, and I told mm-hmm. her to sit in that front lobby, and I told her to do her homework. And you know, the funny part, the principal brought her kids. So I was like, oh mm-hmm. <laughs> shit. She so, said she uh, thought. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so uh, we get into the classroom, and so we're in fourth grade now, and um, I have a whole lot of questions because when we did third grade, the kids were introduced into their weekly scheduler, and they had to write down their assignments every week, and they got graded on their notebook, and that was the teacher's way of acclimating them into getting used to the notebook system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you get to the upper elementary, which is fourth and fifth, sixth grade is middle school in her school. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to prepare you for, you know, really like middle school, you know, like just organization and study skills because they notice like the kids really are disorganized. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's true. You try to get them organized and they just, it's a foreign concept to them. So right. certain things they're doing, they're trying to do it. And I get it, but they did not, I feel like they didn't prepare. The, us parents, we didn't feel prepared to, um, you know, kind of reinforce what they were supposed to be teaching in fourth grade because we were still having the same expectations as third grade. But mm-hmm. if it was a change, we felt they didn't communicate it enough. That's really what the issue. So when we get in the classroom, oh, parents are ready to draw blood. And, I mean, they're going ham. Now, mind you, my baby goes to a private school, so you're not going to deal with, you know, passive parents. No, they're mm-hmm. up in there. We know what They're paying their money. <laughs> And yes, we do. <laughs> so when the, we go, we log into RenWeb. We know when homework assignment is done. We get the progress reports every week. We know like what the grades are. It's like is you know, it's not like it's intense. It's just it's important or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know, a lot of the parents they were going ham, but I just was like, okay, is this you know? It, it, I was sitting there and at first. I started to go in too, but then I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? No. I was like, the teachers are trying to implement something new. I kind of understand what they're trying to implement. They're trying to be competitive with other private schools in the area because they mm-hmm. offer alternative types of learning because they realize not everybody can sit down in a classroom. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like I feel like they should definitely be doing those different types of alternative types of learning in the public schools. Def- absolutely. But it seems Are like you talking now, about like the stand-up, like the stand-up classroom? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, they have yeah. that they Move have that around. Up mm-hmm. See, they don't have that up, up here where we are. And it's okay. like a lot of the kids, they do like that environment where you can move around a little bit. You don't have to yeah. sit in your desk. It's not so stifling. And so it does make sense because they don't get to do as much activity like with PE and recess, you know, right. as they get older. So it just does kind of help them a little bit and just kind of take some of the stress from the classroom. But it's like in order to kind of get that access, you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And it just it got me fucked up because, I'm like, you know, we live in a predominantly African-American um, part of the county. And mm-hmm. they come up with these lists about, you know, the wealthy parts of the county. And I'm like, okay, you have these people who make all this income. And, you know, you know, people talk about how, oh, they fund schools based on taxes. But I'm like, the public schools are crumbling out here. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I, you know, pay my my taxes, you know, I'm black, you know, I, you know, I elect my black, you know, uh, county people, you know, to come and run, you know, my, you know, my county stuff. And it's like, the schools still don't seem to be able to get it together. And I noticed it because we were really having a lot of conversations there because a lot of the grandparents who were coming to back to school night, they are, you know, former teachers. And we're talking like 30 years from like Philadelphia, Prince George's County, you know, like they've been around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know them from working with them in the Girl Scouts, and these ladies don't play. They know okay. their stuff. So, <laughs> of course, you know, I always, you know, have my little tea session with them, like, you know, okay, this is right. what they do, and, like, what's going on? And they were just talking about, you know, how they were substitute teachers and how horrible some of the schools are. And so it's 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 kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm disturbed about that, and I'm like, that got me fucked up, because I'm like, I thought this was based on your taxes. Like, I don't understand. And then, you know, because we were talking about it, like, maybe four or five years ago, the county where we are, we were, like, maybe the second or third in the county for best schools. But over the Mm -hmm. past four or five years, it's gone down dramatically. And it's like, Mm -hmm. what's what's happening? And it's all the black people are moving out here because they gentrify in D.C. And it's just, it never fails because I've always, I've always lived in African-American suburbs mm-hmm. all my life. And it's always been the same issue as far as school. So when the white kids are there, the schools go five. But right. when the black kids are there, oh, all of a sudden there's just not enough money. And that's, that's horrible. It is horrible, but, you know, we have to, you have, but now it's like if you're a parent and you, you know, you have to go to the school and you have to advocate for your child, whether you go to right. private or public school. You right. literally have to advocate for your child. You have to do it. You do. You and do. you have to be yeah. in people's face and you let them know, like, oh, no, 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 like, this one's going to learn right here. You're not going to watch them through. Like, like no, I'm yeah. not that. So, I actually yeah. had a conversation with uh, my, my daughter's teacher about two years ago, and um because I'm very active, I'm I'm one of those parents that I I want to know everything. If she mm-hmm. has a hangnail, I want to know it, and mm-hmm. it's to the point where they send me letters like, "Hey, you don't have to come to the parent teacher conference because we ain't got nothing to talk about." But mm-hmm. I called and I was talking to her, and she's like, "Thank you for just calling me and talking to me because a lot of parents don't. They send their kids." And they think that's it. They think that mm-hmm. I'm just supposed to take over from here. And I'm like, no. well, I don't even believe in that. I reinforce what you do at school. So mm-hmm. you and I have to be on the same page so that exactly. I can back you up. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, you have exactly. to. you got to show up. you got to go to these schools. 
Mm-hmm. And you got to let them know that you care about your child and you care right. about their education and your concern. Right. And then, you know, if, if something's happening, let me know so I mm-hmm. can step in. And don't right. call me when it's too late either because I'm going to hold exactly. you Exactly. And don't be calling me at work because I'm going to have to cuss your mm-hmm. ass out. Oh, no, we email. I email. And I will email you in the middle of my, my daughter's teacher in the middle of the day. <laughs> oh, we email. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> oh, I'll drop an email on her. Like, oh, no, honey. Like, what is happening? But also, she will email me. And, like, you know, your daughter didn't turn her homework in. And I'll be like, oh, really? Oh, and I'll be like, she did it. And so I'm like, go back and they're going there and check that um, notebook or that folder and right. find it. Or if I'm teleworking, I'll be like, okay, she left it at home. Because that's the thing with my little one. Like, she'll do her homework. And sometimes she just like I don't know why she'll she'll stuff it in her notebook because she's a little careless about it. Yeah. And you know when she was supposed to turn it, they have a system on how you turn it in. You know she's just like just throwing it up on you know the shelf. It's like girl, you have to put it in the folder and all the right. stuff. You know it's a system how they do it. The way you yeah. turn it homework, which is crazy. Even though when I was in school, you just turned it into the teacher and the teacher collected it. But whatever, whatever. They're trying yeah, to get the kids like organized. Yeah, teaching them processes. Mm-hmm. Process-oriented. Yeah. Right, yeah. And mm-hmm. so how to develop them and how to work through them and things like mm-hmm. that, and which makes sense because mm-hmm. the kids do need sharper analytical skills. Right. But it's like she just, you know, trying to – she's just an art – she's artistic. She's an artistic child. She can draw mm-hmm. and all that other kind of stuff. But trying to get her to, you know, focus on some of the other stuff, she just doesn't care. <laughs> So it's hard. So she did her homework and didn't turn it in, and then she had to turn, like, all this homework. And she would she brought the papers back, and they were all – she brought back straight A's. Yeah. And then she was like, see, it doesn't matter. I turned it in late. I still got an A. And I was like, no. So they took, like – like, she turned it in. If she turned it in on time, she would have got 100 points. But because it was late, they took 10 points, 7 points, right. or whatever. So she got, like, a 90, 93, which was still an A. She was like, oh, right. it's fine. I was like, no, no it's no. not. Mm-mm. Stop. <laughs> Don't do that. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> you know, you got to stay on top of them because they really mm-hmm. do this. All they do, it's like, that's all they do is try to cut corners. And it's like, Mm-mm. no, we're not going to do that. So, yeah, back <laughs> to school night, we almost got the teachers fucked up, but I pulled it together and Good. I understood what the teacher was going to say, right. what the teacher was trying to say, so I was able to move on. But I hope the other parents, I'm pretty sure they're still um, in that room arguing. I would not be to be a teacher for anything. Oh, goodness. It was there. But, you know, you got to love it. You really have to love education. You really have to love kids. Yeah, I can't stand kids, so. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> <laughs> my kid is all right, but all of us, I'm good. <laughs> right, like, I don't need to have another. Mm-mm. Right. The one I had is fine. around here. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm Girl. Well. <laughs> What was you going to say? Oh, no, I was about to say, let's get into this um, monstrosity of Greenleaf. When I say monstrosity, I mean the actual storyline. The show itself is everything. Let me tell you, this is is the finale we deserved, I think. Yes. It, it, it It was good. It was decent. It was, 
There were some moments, honey. Oh, my God. There were it was some what moments. I wanted. It was what I waited for. I like that they tidied, they tidied everything up for me enough, but mm-hmm. then get left like the, the cliffhanger and everything, but they still they tidied it up enough. You're right. Like just enough to kind of give me like, okay, and get me ready, like kind of put this season away and get ready for next season. Right. I feel like I'm I'm complete, you know, until until next season. Yeah, so, like I don't, I'm not wondering, well, where did this leave such and such? I'm all, I'm all caught up. Yeah, like what's gonna happen next season? Like it can just come and unfold. Like okay. right, right. But I'm still interested. I'm curious, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't, and it wasn't trash tastic. It's not a trashy show. But mm-hmm. I, let me tell you something. I just have to get this out the way. So, after the woman's promise, and we can go back to the beginning and everything and, and go in order, but I have to say this. After the woman's conference and Eric Benet's girlfriend or whatever fiancé showed up or whatever, mm-hmm. and he ran into her in the um, lobby and was like, and she was like, I have a key. Mm-hmm. Hunty. When they went into the room, or whatever, mm-hmm. and she pulled her pennies down, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then she cocked her leg open so he could go down on her, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I saw her monkey. I didn't see it. <laughs> I saw her monkey. Are you said, serious? Right hand of God, go back and look. I, swear. I don't want to look at her wolf pussy. I'm good. I don't want to look at it either, but I saw it. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> OMG. Bitch, I thought I was the only person who said wolf pussy, me and my cousin. No. What <laughs> <laughs> did she told me? It was like, oh, my God. She was like, Cookie, it's this white man in my job. His breath smells like wolf pussy. And he talking in my face. <laughs> I was like, girl, he don't go to hell. I had to hang up on her. I was sad. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, I, I, they saying what pussy. But no, I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't oh, see it. And I was low-key low key turned off by their whole little thing. I, was like, oh, oh, I guess. It was not cute. <laughs> it wasn't. I'm just like, I, y'all, can, y'all can miss me with these dry-ass sex scenes. Like, they don't do nothing for me. It was like, it was dry. Like, it was, it was like, it's so it technical. There's no passion. There's no stroking. It's just like, this is how it's full of acting. Yes. This it's how like they're giving me, they're giving me Shame. education show. They're giving me they're not giving me anything. How about that? They're giving me shame. It's like they're ashamed to be doing it. It's like it's not even it's not even good sex because they're ashamed. Well, they are in the <laughs> church, honey. They <laughs> should be shame. That's what it is. Right. They should be shamed. <laughs> they are not married. They should be shamed. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. Girl, but take it from the top. All right, so it starts with Bishop Bernstein there mm-hmm. going to Bishop, visit Mac. Bishop Tell me he didn't look like a Bernstein there. That's exactly what he looked like, a damn okay. Bernstein there going to visit <laughs> his brother in jail. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's yep. familiar. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, oh, <laughs> he looked like that book. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He looks just like a bird sitting there. Amen. Get it how you live. Yeah. But <laughs> adventure uncle is a jailbird. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you young? Will you? She, oh God. Studio audience. She texted me this shit while I'm watching it, and I just died. I cackled. I had to pause the um, damn show. Continue, honey. Continue. When y'all see it, when y'all see it, you're you're gonna understand what I'm talking about. But he goes <laughs> to the um, he goes to the jail. He talks to Mac. They get into a little. They have words or whatever. Mac hitting on the window like he a fucking gorilla, like he's gonna come through. I'm like, if you don't sit down somewhere, so that ends that. And then Bishop goes off wherever he goes, and then um. Didn't it cut to uh, Jacob and Skanks? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the yeah, car. Is, uh, yeah, they're in the car, and they go, uh, he said, I didn't, he told Jacob that he, meaning Skanks, tells Jacob that he is he didn't hire him to preach at the church. He actually hired him to work at the community center. So then mm-hmm. he drives up, and Jacob's like, uh, that's my daddy church, and he was like, boy, I ain't stupid. Look across the street. And it was the <laughs> land. The hell you thought this was? So he saw him look across the street, and it was all that land that the city tried to get to me. Right. Yeah. Tried mm-hmm. to get, um, Trying to get the bishop to buy or stuff, you know, in the beginning of this other season, um, and right. they didn't buy it. Um, so Pastor Skanks bought it. He's going to build a community center, and he wants Jacob to work at the community center. So they mm-hmm. do that. It wasn't a whole that whole storyline didn't do anything for me. I could have um, did without that. Um, what happened after that? Jeez. I, okay, I'm gonna be honest. Okay. I was kind of bored in the beginning. Um. Well, I can dig it because it was they were kind of getting out the the mundane stories, getting them out the way because um that was when we saw Charity, you know, back home in bed, and um. That Being mean to her beard. Her. Well, actually, she's the beard. <laughs> yes. Being angry beard. She was being yes. angry beard. <laughs> oh. together a little um, event or whatever. It is, mm-hmm. the, you know, the faithful to the first lady. 
So mm-hmm. first lady gets up and she starts to preach. And at first, you know, I thought sometimes she 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 told the lines for some blasphemy a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, girl, like you know. But she preached her little her little word, you know. And I I followed with her. Um, she pretty much was just saying like, okay. Everything about a woman, they tell you to, you know, be ashamed of, like, your charm and your sexuality and stuff like that. But she was like, it also seems like sometimes that's your only weapon. So she was mm-hmm. like, why is there something that they want you to tone down? And I was like, oh, bitch. You better come through with You better come through with that one. no bottom. No more cheese, honey. No, of course. Oh, girl. Ah, uh, girl. <laughs> so, <laughs> I promise y'all, I'm not drunk. I am so sober. <laughs> what? I'm drunk. I'm drunk. Hey, that's I'm right now. I was just saying, I am sober. <laughs> but you with me. So, um, yeah, I'm riding with you. I'm here with you. Oh, hush. So, <laughs> <laughs> just because you don't turn up, girl, we might talk about that one day. I'm so, um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, she was delivering the word, and then um, the administrative assistant, the one that don't ever be paying attention to a damn thing, the first lady was building up her little point. She was like, you know, they say, you know, we're supposed to stay in the background a little bit. Sometimes it's a woman who it takes a woman's touch to go mm-hmm. out and correct, you know, some of these mistakes that these men find themselves in. And I was like, you know, okay, honey, I see where you're going with that. You know, that was cute or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she assistant gets up and she turns and looks at Grace and starts applauding. And then everybody stands up and starts applauding Grace like, yes, bitch, come through. And First Lady was super mad about it. <laughs> Super pressed. <laughs> OMG, her face fell apart. Like, this is not what was supposed to happen. And I was right. like, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's not a drill. It. It's not a drill. <laughs> this is not a drill, girl. And I was like, oh, come through with the face crack, honey. And Grace was like, no, 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 no. She's so mad. She's so mad. <laughs> she was so mad. <laughs> Her hell cat of a daughter. Yes. <laughs> Came through and scooped her moment. She didn't want it. I mean, she didn't even want it. So, uh, anyway, a lady man gets on my nerves. Mm-hmm. She just gets on my mm-hmm. nerves. But Grace did preach. And she, she had a moment of silence for all of the um, victims of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the victims of sexual assault. And for the ones living and the ones that are no longer here, like her sister, um, mm-hmm. and she made mention of the fact that her uncle is in jail and waiting to be sentenced. That is key, mm-hmm. major key. Major and, key alert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think after that, after she preaches or whatever, didn't her granddaddy show up to the church? Yes. Or was it after Women's Day? Yeah, it was after. It was after, but he came. He came up to the church, and then um, mm-hmm. she went and talked to him. And she was like, "What are you doing here? You know, Mama don't want you at this church." And he said, "You locked my son up. Now you gotta take care of my black ass." Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> off some raggedy shit. Yes. And so that was she raggedy. Put, but he been raggedy though. She been listen, that nigga been raggedy. And he uh she took him home and he in the bathroom coughing up his lungs and stomachs and all kidneys, all of it. So just falling she, apart like old nasty dance. Yes. I bet mm-hmm. you smell like socks. But yeah. he uh <laughs> But then she ends up. He looks like he smells like socks. Oh man, he smells like old. He smells like dust. Yes, just old and ugh, just atticky. You smell atticky. That's that's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like. Look at him. Just look at him. I'm telling you, when y'all see it, you're be like, yeah, oh. he looks like he smelled attic-y. But mm-hmm. so she took him to the doctor or a nursing home or something so he can die in peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right off. Yeah, because he's dying. She mm-hmm. she let uh, the family know he was dying. They don't care. So she dropped him off. So he's going to die. She asked <laughs> to see really the girls. Do they don't care. None of them. And she, you know, she said... Um, they, when she took him there, she was talking to him, and at first she was like, you know, I really want to see those girls before I die. She was like, well, that ain't going to happen. And so then he was like, you know, Mac didn't never care for me. He was just giving me hush money. And so she was like, what are you talking about? And he said, you don't really want to know. And she said, no, I really do want to know. And he said, do you remember when you were younger and – um that mm-hmm. church caught on fire, and the caretaker was in the basement of the church. And she said yes, and he said that was not an act of God. So I instantly thought, okay, this is what Bishop, that's the secret that Bishop is hiding. I'm thinking they caught that church on fire and on purpose to get the insurance money. That's my thoughts on that. Well, okay, so he said that there was somebody also in the um the basement, the, basement. the caretaker. The yeah. caretaker. So do you think the bishops murdered the caretaker or the caretaker or was he, down there cleaning and just got yeah, caught? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, he the caretaker was down there and the bishop didn't know it and caught the church on fire. Mm. Right. Okay. So he either burned it down for the um, insurance money, which is plausible, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just got caught up. The person got caught up, or he murdered somebody and ended up having to burn the church down to kind of just make it look like a fire, like a freak accident. Yeah, possibly that too. And I think I, that's, that, what, that's what my thoughts went to when um, he said that. So you think he killed the person? That I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think I don't feel like you didn't distinguish either way between either scenario. Okay. Well, okay. So this also, I think Matt helped him cover it up. Mm-hmm. So mm. yeah. So, so that's Matt knows when, something about who the caretaker was or what happened. Like, I mean, the the bishop could have been having an affair. That caretaker or something. That yeah. Killed them, you know, and they burned the building down and cover it up or anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's, I'm thinking it, I, that's what it is. 
Yeah, they, I think they left enough plot open for it to mm-hmm. go in mm-hmm. any direction, which is that's that's gonna be juicy. It's mm-hmm. brilliant. It's brilliant. It is. So, it is where they did that. And yeah. um, so okay, girl. So on to my favorite part of the episode. I can't hold it any longer. When oh, first Lord. lady confronted Oprah. Oh Lord. Are you ready? I'm not ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let me just say, Oprah, (laughs) she tapped into color purple, honey. She tapped into Miss Sophia. Miss Millie was coming to get her kids. Like, she, just go ahead. Just have it. Go ahead. Go ahead. She's ready. This was the Tyler Perry school I acted, an old lady drama. No, actress. this was this was better oh. than Tyler Perry. This no, nah, this was better than Tyler Perry. She, 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 she gave it to y'all. Okay, let me tell you first and foremost, and and, and, and there was a lot of reveal in there, which mm-hmm. um I did appreciate. So, and they touched on it earlier, but um Oprah's club is closing. Yeah. In the show, and um, she's got to be, you know, moved out, and um, she's in the process of, of doing that. And first lady walks in, and Oprah is just like, "Yeah, are you lost?" Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna be yeah. First lady's like, "Mm-hmm." I just tell you doing on this side of town, honey, on these sides of trip, like she ain't <laughs> from there. Right. So, um, first lady came to accuse Oprah that she's the one who put Grace up to put in Mac in jail, and so um, Oprah was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." She's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about," and I was like, "Here we go, go begin." <laughs> so, um, Oprah was just like, "How?" Oh, she her first good point she made was when she was talking about. Um, First lady, she was like, how can you say you didn't know that he was doing that to Faith? And, you know, what kind of mother are you where you wouldn't know? And she was just like, well, you know, what kind of mother wouldn't, you know, notice something like that? She was like, you're like everybody else who doesn't want to, every other woman who doesn't want to believe that your brother, your father, or your son um, could be that kind of man. Mm -hmm. And so she said you just um, covered it up. Mm-hmm. And so Oprah accused her of covering it up, but First Lady, you know, staunchly, you know, stood her ground that she didn't know. How was she supposed to know? I didn't know. And Oprah was like, you knew. And then she finally got the bottom and was like, you should have believed Grace when she told you 20 years ago. And I said, woo. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. it is. And I was like, I don't know if I was ready. I, don't know if I was. This is what I was waiting for because I knew it. I knew it was something. I knew it was something. And I'm like, why are y'all not letting Oprah speak her piece? Like, why is she not? Why haven't y'all had anything with her yet? So I'm so glad they did this right at the end, hoping I see more of Oprah in next season too. But go ahead and tell that little, they got into the chest. Girl. 
Listen, you going to let me live. Do you understand? Go ahead. I'm going to let the floor go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So, um, <laughs> you better go. <laughs> go. Go. <laughs> oh my God! It was everything, everything. So, um, Lynn Whitfield is so defensive, and mm-hmm. she says, "I didn't know," and Oprah was just a kid, and she looked at Oprah and she says, "You motherless." Whore. You know, she said you childless whore. I said, oh, God. right. <laughs> a childless whore. And said you are resentful. And the only reason why you did this is because you used my children to um, act out your resentment toward um, just, you know, towards the family. Like she, mm-hmm. And she didn't even go into why she would be resentful. She just called her resentful and hateful. And accused mm-hmm. her of using the girls, you know, to make this stuff up, which was very telling in my opinion that mm-hmm. that's something someone who probably knew but wants to deny it would say. So mm-hmm. um, that's what Oprah was just like, what kind of mother are you? And she was just like, um, you could just leave. Go! <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. It was oh, it was everything. It was just so dramatic and just when she hit the bar, oh. when she slapped the bar and then cut her mm-hmm. eyes away. I said, "Yes, you got a mm-hmm. serve face." And then when when we go, she got to shake of her neck and whole bitch from side to side. Like, don't you dare come to me? Yes. Come to me all kind of, how dare you stand and accuse me? I said, "Oh shit, it is." I said, "Oh, they should don't nobody accuse me of stealing." I ain't no uh, <laughs> <laughs> Girl, it's oh, it was so good. It was so good. So she mm-hmm. left. She flipped her hair first, and then she walked out the door. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the it Oprah cut. told her to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love Oprah. I really do. I don't ever for her. Mm-hmm. Oh, She's a national treasure. So, so then it cuts to um, the end of the episode, and Sophia is leaving. Mm-hmm. Her daddy came and picked her up in the Mustang, like he said he was. Good oh, job. Lord. Good job, daddy. Step number one is keeping your promises, and he did. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, 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 you know, he's a good, in that aspect, he did good. I don't, I don't know the man that will. I just know he's an alcoholic and I don't trust him, but you know, we'll see. No, but I but, saw him. But I saw. I felt like um, she did cut his eyes at uh, Grace when she was like, "Take care of her." He was like, "I will." I did feel like he had a little animosity. Of course, because because it's like she knows he's a fuck up, and so. Fuck-ups don't like when you tell them to do right. Fuck-ups don't like when you tell them to not fuck up. Like, how dare you tell me, you know, what to do? And it's like, you are a habitual fuck-up. You have a knack for fucking up. I'm just trying to make sure you're straight. <laughs> right. So, like, don't fuck yeah. up. Right. Don't, don't <laughs> fuck this up. <laughs> Especially not with my kid. Like, don't I don't want to have to fly there to beat your ass. Because I will. So... That's what I was getting from Grace. He didn't like it. Um, but 
Sophia was like, she told her mama to have a little faith, and then she hugged Laura, and she was like, my sister, she was giving me um, Denise from the Cosby show in this little section. <laughs> I was like, girl, if you don't go somewhere, <laughs> talking to Cousin Pam, talking about your sister. It's only 90 days, nigga. You be back. Come on. Right. Just stop. Just stop it. Go visit your daddy. Go to his little restaurant or whatever he got. You know, meet whoever you're going to meet and then come back and go to school. And you'll see all these people in this compound. This is some big love type of stuff. We didn't even address that. Why, why are all of them living in the same house? It, I don't know. It's very manipulative, I think, for the mother and the father to have all of them living there, especially because when Clarissa and Jacob decided that he was going to go work for Pastor Skanks, they started looking for a new place because they're like, there's no way they're going to let us stay here and work for Skanks. But uh, First Lady May was like, oh, you guys, I wouldn't have it anyway. You guys can stay here, blah, 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 because I don't want – what she said, she couldn't imagine waking up not seeing her little grandson eating breakfast. But I just right. feel like mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a play on her part so that she can control everybody because oh, she gets definitely. the final say. Yeah, she gets the final say at everything. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I I would feel sometimes even the security guard Eric Benet sat free lives there. Like I just I don't. Ugh. It's too much. It's too many people. It's too much. They all I mean, I mean it's a other. huge it's a huge house. I mean, they all got little apartments in the house, but it's weird. It's, it's weird. Just, yeah, it's very weird and I I, I, I can't do it. I it, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand that I'm rationalizing their oh they're doing this for the story. I'm not quite sure. All I know is it just I I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I can, I can't do it. <laughs> I love my mama, and I I couldn't do it. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> I just I couldn't. Can. But yeah, so Sophia and her her daddy leaves, and everybody starts going in the house. And as soon as they leave, uh, Grace is uh, standing outside watching the car drive away. And as they're leaving out, mm-hmm. two cars are coming in. It's two cop cars. They're coming in. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Who are they coming to arrest, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Guess who gets out the car? Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, I gagged. I was like, wait. So I'm thinking he had to have made a deal with the DA. He has to have and gave him information. Mm-hmm. And yep. whatever that that story is, it's important enough for the um, bishop to hide it from first lady, like not give her right. detail about it. Right. So that also leads to my suspicion that something in the milk ain't clean on all that. Like right. So he probably did. Off. Yeah. He probably did murder that caretaker. And meanwhile, Matt getting out the car and Bishop Bernstein is looking out the window oh, like a gosh. crazy person. And then, <laughs> and then Lady May comes out the door, and Matt goes to give her a hug, and she was like, nah, bruh. And so he kisses her on the cheek. Oh, let me rewind. Before mm-hmm. that, he he steps in front of Grace, 
and she's like, what are you doing here? I mean, he just mm-hmm. looks at her. He just he grits, and then he walks off. Then he goes to he her lady bag. Like his breath stinks. He, it probably does smell like envelope. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Junk, just like that, like like um, printer paper. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he kisses her on the cheek, and then he walks into the house, and then it goes off. And these two stupids are standing on the porch. And it re- you know what it reminded me seeing them? Because they go from looking at Lady May to like an aerial view of Grace and Lady May standing on the porch. And it looked like a scene from the game The Sims. And I'm just like, this looks so stupid. <laughs> Very modular. Like, You're right. Yes. Like, okay, somebody put in a command for them to go in the house. Like, <laughs> like, let me click on Grace. I don't know. It was so stupid looking to me, but that's how it went off. <laughs> So I'm excited to see what will pan out for next season, like how how everything is going to develop, how this relationship with Eric Benet at free and Candace is going to go. Um, I would love to see the housekeeper come back too. No, do you? No. Terry Vaughn? What's who? her name? And the, Terry Vaughn played the housekeeper. Yes, what was yes. I called her LaVita from um, Keep Harvey Show. Yeah, Velveeta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I need Velveeta to come to God, I forgot her name was Velveeta. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I want her to come back. The Vita Alice A. Jenkins. Yes. <laughs> I need her to come back. I think she has some more secrets that she can she can help. Maybe mm-hmm. something as far as maybe she saw something as far as like Mac and Faith or Mac and Grace or whatever. So mm-hmm. I hope they bring her back. I hope they show more of Oprah. So I think it has a good good starting foundation. Oh, well, I do. And um, I'm really interested to kind of see, interested, excuse me, to see how that's going to play out with Mac being back yeah. in the house and great custody um, arrangement and mm-hmm. what, in, what information he's come back to dig up so that mm-hmm. he can use it against Bishop and what Bishop will, you know, use to counter. Because Bishop, I felt like he was pivoting when Jacob told him, you know, Gank's plans about um, the land across the street. Mm-hmm. But it, it it made sense. It, it made perfect sense, you know, that he, you know, looked at his son working for him that way, where it's like, okay, you can, now you can be my eyes and ears and you can tell me. So right. So had a kind of crisis of conscience, like I can't let him do you no know, do this to my dad. He went right. ahead, but it was it's it's just gotta be interesting how it's gonna play out next season because there's so many there there are more moving parts. But um, now people have skin in the game and it's kind of sh- more shaped. So we mm-hmm. have to see how it all is gonna play out, and I think they've set it up very well with enough interesting points and topics. And mm-hmm. enough wiggle room for them to just kind of take it in a, you know, to take it in a good direction. Right. 
But I thought it was shady when um, Grace was saying goodbye to Sophie and watching them right away. And first lady walked up to her and was like, now you know how I feel every day. And it was like, girl, it's 90 fucking days if y'all don't stop. Right. Oh, my gosh. Like, I could have pulled her wig off. I really could have pulled her wig off. Girl, I was like, y'all niggas don't just get the fuck over it. Like... I just want her to go. Just why are you still here? Why, she, you know what? Lynn Whistle plays her part very well because I hate her. So <laughs> I, I, just, I hate her. You want her to go? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> well, um, so Charity in the end has a conversation with her husband because she got her dumb ass up and went to church. And I was, girl, this child, them babies going to come out. They is going to be slanted. I'm done. I don't need to. <laughs> I'm no longer invested in these babies. I never was. Listen, okay. I like you want them babies, but they're dirty. So um, <laughs> she had to sit down with, um, with hubby and mm-hmm. was just like, I think we need some time apart. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad because I thought she was going to forgive him and try to work it out. But she was like, no. Because earlier he had came to her during one of their conversations and was like, he found someone who can pray the game away. And she was just like, I don't even want to hear it. Can we stop that? We can't pray the game Mm -hmm. away 2K16. Like, let's just stop. (laughs) Let's Let's just stop. Just okay. be where you are. Stop fighting listen. it. It's not. It, listen, you you can't tell people how to have sex, okay? Right. Like you, you just can't. You can't even get it out there, Lee. Like it's just. <sighs> it ain't in him. He ain't got it in him. Okay. Just outside stop. of have outside of touching someone non consensually, you pretty much do whatever you want to do as long as everyone in the room is in agreement that that's what you want to do. Right. Right. So it's really nobody else's business. It's just so weird. How we, it just seems people are very fixated on that shit. Because I think, no, let it go. Just don't yeah. worry about it. I'm here to spread this gay agenda, whether you like it or not. So. I'm sex positive. I'm sex positive. You know, <laughs> it's okay. It is what it is. And so she's talking to him, and she's just like, you know, we need to spend time apart because she was like, you know, you definitely need to figure out what's going on with you. And I just need to, you know, time to just absorb the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And I felt they did the right thing. Yeah, I thought that and was very I, mature of her. Very mature, because she could have drug it out. But mm-hmm. she knew it was really no point in to let him go. Because mm-hmm. she genuinely, that she they did have love for each other. She knew it was, the passion and the spark wasn't there. He could give her that. So, um it is time for them to move on. Yeah. And um, I felt like they both said he, I felt that he admitted he was gay and she said, I know, but they did it wordlessly. Like they had that conversation without word, yeah. using any words. They just moved their lips and it would be yeah. read them. I thought that was good. The, yeah. It was like she, the uh, silent, unspoken, but. To understand, it. I was like, it just, it just, there were so many levels to it. Like it was, that was some levels. That was some, there was, there was levels to that. Yeah, 
I think it was the best thing she could have ever done, and I think that they will raise those two kids very well together, mm-hmm. but not as a couple. And I think I think that's fine. It is. It's how it's going to be. Now, how they swerve this in the church is going to be different. I don't. Ugh, I don't know how they're going to get through that part in the church because you know people are going to talk, but we'll see. Yeah, he really just had a come to. He, I guess, he's just he started to come to his acceptance of himself, which is That's good. The best thing you can do that yeah. when you start living your true, authentic self, honey. Listen, you're unstoppable. Okay, you'll be the happiest you ever been. You're unfuckwittable. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They can't talk to you. They can't talk to you. What can you say? What can you right? What can you tell me? I already know this to be true. What can you say? Can't knock a proud hoe. I tell you that much. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm here to tell you. It's my ministry. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Mm 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 mm. Let me put this wine glass down. So um, we are going to move on right now <clears throat> to the inspirational part of the show, Get Your Shit Together. Yeah. And I want to thank um, our friends of the show. I don't feel like we have fans. I feel like we have friends. You know, the people who listen to us are the people we fuck with. Yes, and, and we, just do, um, we just do ratchet teams together. Yes, and if you listen, I fuck with you. Like that's yeah. pretty much yeah how that works. So you say them. Yes. And so uh, we did a little something on Facebook where we requested um, if you're looking for career advice, um, relationship advice, or you want a second opinion about something, write into us and email us at cookieandgooch at gmail dot com. That's cookie e o o c i e and A-N-D, gooch, G-O-O-C-H, at gmail.com. Email us your questions, and uh, we'll read it, you know, while we're talking, and uh, try to give you some inspirational feedback. And make sure you spell gooch right. It's G-O-O-C-H. True. Mm -hmm. So... So let me let me open up this letter or whatever. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Nigga, you know what? <laughs> oh, nigga. I'm being my true self, okay? You are being your true self. You're being your best day. You are. <laughs> Okay, so this letter comes from a listener of ours. Oh, also, when you send us um, letters, we will work to keep you anonymous on this. So we will protect, you know, your identity. So let's see. I'm going to call this uh, young man here. um, We'll call him Bebay. So they Ooh. wrote, We Day. We Day? Girl, did you watch The Wire? Um, yeah, like 20 years ago. Are you? We Day. 
We say they built these streets. Oh my God! Take my card. Take my card. I don't. I don't remember. Oh, oh my God! I know Avon, Snoop, and that other nigga. Omar. That's all I remember. This is not how this works. This is how any of this works. Yeah. They built these streets, and you're gonna give they the props that he deserves. They owe you. Okay, you obey. Okay. You better, you better, okay. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> I'm going to have to refresh in my remembrance, okay? Okay. Babe, Bill C. Sleeve. I'm going to have to watch it again. I don't remember. You have to watch The Wire at least once a like, year. I was like a child. What? You were a child? I was in <laughs> Oh, I was in my twenties. I was an adult. I was oh, an adult when this fire came. I'm only thirty. Sorry. <laughs> woo 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 woo. <laughs> so for okay. any twos, so we Bay wrote us. They wrote in. Ladies, I'm loving the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very much. Um, he says, I got a question. Me and one of my friends were talking about her friend who's marrying another woman in June. Yay, equality. Well, the question is, this friend's fiancé is giving her a hall pass from January to May. The only stipulation is she can't cheat with another woman, only men. Now, while she is by, my friend asked me if I would think it was cheating if my wife had sex with another woman, and I do. Can hall passes work? Just break up. Just break up now. <laughs> break up now, and by the time the next summer rolls around, you should be over the heartbreak, and you'll be ready to be single, and you'll be out here mingling, and then you can go ahead and get you a cuddy buddy when the next winter comes, because y'all going to break up. It's already, like, it's written in the stars. It's in the text. Y'all ain't going to make it. Just let it go, because first off, why do you got to give this person a hall pass? What is the reason? Like, why? Are they showing you signs that they want to go out here and fuck with other people? And if that's the case, why do you want that person? Mm-hmm. And, and then you're going to feel away when it when she sleep with somebody else anyway. So, come on, bro. All right. When you find out. and So, what's the, the caveat, though, is that she's not allowed to sleep with another any other women. She can only sleep with men because she's bi. So, my thing is, to me, <laughs> this just sounds like... <laughs> Sorry, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Go ahead. <laughs> it is like really because I'm like this broad just opened herself up. Like I mean, basically, it sounds like the girl. It sounds like the girl is marrying a woman who is gay, and she's not all the she's she's just not that into her. And it happens, you know what I'm saying? She may be into women, but she may not be into her. And she's probably just trying to force it or something. I don't know. This is me reading into it. Shit. I don't know, but I know this is. Hmm. It's not like some, some Glory Johnson shit. Some, some Britney it's Britney like Britney this shit. is why this is why gay people don't take us bisexual seriously. Right. This is why mm-hmm. straight people 
think that bisexuals are in a phase because y'all do stupid right. shit like this, okay? Right. If mm-hmm. you're, I have to break this down for y'all one more time. If you are bi, that's cool. You can like both. However, when you're in a relationship with a woman, you're in that relationship. And if you have mm-hmm. any type of dealings with anyone outside of that relationship, you're a cheater. Plain and simple. Like, just stop. Just stop fucking around with everybody. Just if you're going to be with the person, be with that person. If you want to just be single. Why can't people just be single? And see, that's the point. And that's the way it is even when you're hetero. Because it's like you got people jumping through these hoops to come up with these these scenarios and caveats. And it's like, my nigga, if you want to fuck other bitches, say you want to fuck other bitches. Right. And find you a bitch that want to fuck you and why you fuck other bitches. Stay out Boom. there. Just Put stay there. Put two side janks together. Get a nigga <laughs> side jank and a bitch side jank. Two side okay. janks together, make a side jank relationship, and it, okay. it will be the best. Be a side It'll... jank sandwich, and y'all keep that yes. side jank to your side jank self. And right. Just, 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 just get out of the pool, you know, it's because it, here's the thing. Um, when I read it and I was listening to it, I was like, it sounds like nothing because I get it. I've had friends who, um, it's like being bi is like the scapegoat of the LBGC spectrum because it's something that people do to justify their behavior sometimes when they're experimenting. And this has mm-hmm. been my experience as a hetero person who has friends who come out and who were gay. They were always in that bi phase. Where it's like I'm bi, I'm experimenting with men, but it's like my nigga, really, you're gay. So you're just, not you bi, say that you're before you can come out, right? But they know you're either you know you're coming to that phase, or like you're you know you're gay, and you instead of just coming out and saying it, you're bi, so you cover it up that way before you can. You're ready to just okay, fuck it, drop the pretense, I'm gay. Or mm-hmm. if you're experimenting and you're fucking around, I've had girlfriends who've had girlfriends before, and now they're married with children. And, you know, for them, it was just a phase in their life. They used to fuck around with some chick. And it's like, okay, but they were, their whole thing was, oh, I'm bi. It's like, girl, you're not bi. You're experimenting. Because right, reality and that, like, is. Yeah, stop claiming that. Stop saying that you're bi when you're not. And I'm not, I'm not knocking what they're doing. That's fine. Like, go ahead and experiment, mm-hmm. but don't call it you being bi. You're just gay for Facebook. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, don't don't call it bi because this is something that I have to fight on a daily basis. Like, don't mm-hmm. call it bi. You're not bi. You you're just testing the waters right now. Right, and it's nothing wrong with that. Just be honest about where you are and what you're what you want and what you're about. Because I right. reckon that dating these niggas because I'm dating. That's where I am mm-hmm. right now. Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, I feel like if I get into a relationship, it's going to happen because I found the right person at the right time. Right. You know, it's just every, the timing was right with the right person, period. That's what right. I truly believe. Until I find that I'm dating. Right. Meaning I'm getting to know people, I'm spending time with niggas, and, you know, I'm also letting them know up front, though, you know, I'm only interested in talking to niggas who are serious. I just need somebody I can be grown with. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be out here. I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm not trying to be nobody's side, broad. I ain't trying to be, you know, trying to have no side niggas. I'm not trying to do any of that stuff. Either we fuck with each other or we don't. Either we like spending time with each other or we don't. And you right. can see other people, and if you are, that's mm-hmm. fine. Just, you know, be upfront about that. Right. If you're not trying to settle down, just say that shit. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to tell you, like, you know, I tell most niggas, like, I really don't, I mean, the truth is I'm not really looking for anything from you other than time. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's my only expectation, and I'll ask the nigga quick, like, what's a reasonable expectation for your time? Because, you know, I know my time is precious. I take my mm-hmm. time serious because I'm a single mom. So right. the time that I spend with you is time that I could have been doing something for myself or spending it with my child. Right. So I put that on hold to be with you, so don't waste my time. Right, and that's and basically what they're enjoy. doing. They're wasting each yeah. other's time. And right. you know what? You can tell she ain't knocking her off right because why you gotta get somebody a hall pass? Like Listen, if you if you knocking me off right, I don't need a hall pass. Talk that shit gooch because let me tell you <laughs> something. If if listen, when I listen, I don't I don't when it comes to dick, I know what I need, I know what I want, I know what right. I'm doing, I know what right. I'm about, okay? I'm gonna get in there and we're gonna get it in and it's gonna be awesome. But if you can't <laughs> get there, if you can't rock the boat, I'm going to let you know, and I'm not going to waste my time. Right. I move the fuck on. And it's like, listen, you probably, people, but see, this is the other part of it, too. Motherfuckers be laid up with motherfuckers because motherfuckers be out here broke. Motherfuckers mm-hmm. be looking for glorified roommates. You don't know mm-hmm. how many niggas be trying to move the fuck in with me. And I'll be like, you know what, that's why I don't tell niggas where I live. I don't <laughs> tell them, you know, who I, I don't tell them my living situation and my arrangement. I don't talk about any of that shit. Right. I let them assume or guess or wonder because motherfuckers really like they're like we're trying to move in with you and you be like and they be like you know we could split the rent blah blah I be like nigga no okay. no it's I can manage I'm not uh, but I, it's cool I got this I'm not I'm not really hurting or anything like that and it's work like, every so day I'm good you want to live with me so you can split the bills so you can have more money to go trick off on other bitches. Right. Fuck no, I don't think so. Where they do that? Is that's how you feel, my nigga? You need to get your own place. I told this dude I was dating one time. I was like, nigga, get your own spot. Like, why don't you just get your own spot? Then that way, you can come and go as you please. You can fuck wherever you want. You can do what you want. You know how mm-hmm. much that costs? I was like, at the time, I was like seven hundred dollars a month. Like, if you by yourself, you don't got no kids. You know, get you a bar bedroom. Right. Dude, I can't park a Mercedes in front of a bedroom. I was like, you can park your Mercedes in front of somebody else's house. But you couldn't park your Mercedes in front of an apartment building? Like, the fuck, my nigga? Like, the priorities are all screwed up. It's so embarrassing. So we went all the way around with that. But, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, we day, we day. Break up. Tell yeah. your friend. Tell your friend that either y'all just, they just get married. Just mm. get married and take her hall passes. Or y'all just break up. Because it's not they worth don't it. Even ha- I mean, y'all could just fuck or just, I mean, just trick off on me. Like, I mean, whatever. Like, I don't know what the what the reason the broad is for being with her. Like, she's probably just paying her bills yeah. and shit, like some some slight, but I she mean. She wanted a stud daddy. That's all that oh, was. She wanted a daddy. stud man. And, <laughs> you know, she just wanted a daddy for these kids. So, okay. You know, she tried always trying own, to be somebody's daddy. So, I, I mean, did. you know. And she tried to do it on her own, and she gave up okay. one of these niggas, so she's going to try to be a pillow princess. I get it. It's okay. Mm. But, um, oh, that's a shame. So I yeah. a good time. But anyway, y'all, <laughs> just just break up. <laughs> yeah, just go be with somebody else. That's always <laughs> on the table. You're right. Yeah. Good luck. So keep us <laughs> keep us updated. <laughs> Indeed, we bag. Keep us. Post it or whatever, because you built these streets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So this one is for career advice, and it's from another friend. And um, we're going to call her <sighs> Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, my God. I know, right? <laughs> so she wrote a long-ass letter, but we're going we're gonna to piece this together, okay? We're going to piece okay. out on this. Try to summarize. Okay. So <laughs> she needs to re-advise. And um, she says she has a full-time job in an industry that she's been in for 10 years, and it's an industry she's going to hate. And there's pretty much no growth or any opportunity in that for her, and it doesn't feel rewarding anymore. Um, she pretty much got into it because that's what she was told to do, as many people. You know, you go to school, get a degree, get a job, bomb. Well, mm-hmm. Um, she's now in an industry that she hates. And mm-hmm. so she's taken up another opportunity. She just got her license. She became a licensed professional in another, a different industry. And mm-hmm. the industry that she's in pays well enough that she can do it part-time and make full-time money. <sighs> okay. So the other thing is she also has another opportunity to go back to school and get a master's. And so she's for the industry you know, that she hates. I don't know if it's in the industry that she hates, but it's um, a different industry, and it's not the same that she mentioned previously because she didn't mention it. Okay. So either way, she has an opportunity to go back to school, and she does um, say that she wants to do it, but she understands she has a lot. She's on. She's looking at a lot. She's taking on a lot, and she needs to figure out a way to make a decision. I want to do okay. okay. So um, let's see. She also has different opportunities where she could do her license work part-time and um, do it part-time and, you know, quit her her job she has right now. So that's kind of like where she is. She definitely is miserable at her current job. So she quit, go into the license work, do that part-time, but, you know, definitely take some lifestyle cutbacks go to school, you know, what, you know, it's all in the air. And for me, my thing is I think she should take a step back and relax. I think that just for a moment, just just mm-hmm. step back and take a breather. Clear your mm-hmm. head of everything. Maybe take a week off from work and just go, I don't know, sit in your apartment or go to your mama house or go away go to your favorite cousin who lives down south. Just go somewhere and just sit with for a week and just don't think about a damn thing. Right. You know, just relax. And then, you know, once you've taken that time, you know, just really sit down and think about what's important to you. What do you really want? And that's pretty much, you know, what, you know, the main focus should be now on how to get there. Yeah, you may have to make some sacrifices along the way. You may not be able to quit your job because you may need it to sustain, and you may have to tough it out for a few more years. Or you could, you know, take a step out on faith and take a leap and go into the license work and do that part-time and, you know, make your money and, you know, really work your schedule that way because um, she mentioned that with that working part-time, some of the um, hours would interfere with her school. And so, you know, it's like if you want to go to school and you want to pay money and take out loans for that shit, you better be serious about doing it. You better right. want to do it. 
right. it's always a good idea to go back to school. I'm always 100% for it. I'm team education. I believe in it. It's mm-hmm. a priority of mine, and I champion it in every opportunity that I get. You know, be educated, yes. Yeah. But also, if you're not going to put into it what you really need to put into it to get it done, do it. which is the mm-hmm. most important thing, because you got to finish, mm-hmm. don't do it. Don't waste your time. Don't waste the money or the effort. And then be paying right. back a loan for something. You don't even have a degree. You can't even take the degree. Even if the degree is worthless, you can't even take it and use it to apply for another job. Because you don't got the degree because you didn't finish. <laughs> right. So don't do that. You know what I mean? But really just relax first. Think about what you want and really what you want to, you know, what you want your life to look like over the next five and ten years. You know, Mm -hmm. start with thinking about what you want your life to look like while you're pursuing this. How do you want to live your life? Do you want to have free time built in during the week so you can study and pursue art and other interests while you, you know, while you go to school? Or do you want to stay at your job and work and just grind? But, yeah. you know, be comfortable because you know the bills are going to be paid, you know, you're going to have the rent and, and all that other stuff. And then just, you know, go to work and just kind of detach yourself. Do your homework while you're there, but make it look like you're working. You just sit down, kind of go in your cocoon. <laughs> Listen, I've done that before, been at work, and I go into my little cocoon. I don't talk to anybody. I don't leave my cubicle. I don't say anything. I'm just working on my resume. <laughs> well, I'm working on some homework or something, trying to, because I know yeah. one day I'm going to get the entire fuck up out of here. You just lay low. Yeah. You show up, do what you got to do, and you get the fuck. No more, no less. Right. So I think there's a lot of um, different paths for you to take. You just have to quiet your mind and, and just decide. And whatever yeah. you decide, stick with it. See it through. I, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. And, um... Alright, so after, let's see, how can I say this? Okay, I am big on doing things that you love and doing things that bring you gratification. Um, But I also know that we are grown and we have bills. We have grown-ass bills. So mm-hmm. I believe that after you take your break, like Cookie said, Take a breather. I think you should map out a plan and map it out in a way to where you can start reducing your hours at the current job that you hate and start building your clientele for the other the part-time profession. Once you've minimized the, the career that you hate and you're fully in the profession that you can do part-time and make good money on, then start making plans towards going to school. Right. I believe step if step. you mm-hmm. yeah, if you want it bad enough, you will make it work. And mm-hmm. if it's important to you, you'll find a way. So if you do if that means you won't have as, you know, you won't have a lavish lifestyle for a while, that's okay mm-hmm. because a you're not stressed at your job. Um, yep. you know, if this means you can't get the, the big cable package, Girl, it's okay. It's fine. You yep. know, we got Netflix, we got Hulu. Y'all got yep. this fire stick that y'all been talking about. So things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I Off think my if you, password, honey. Do you yeah, do? right. You know, I I just feel like if if it's what you really want, you'll find a way to do it. And ultimately, you already know what you're planning on doing anyway. It sounds like you don't want to be at this this career. 
this full-time mm-hmm. thing. So I feel like you just wanted confirmation on that. Um, but that's what I would do. If I were in your physical shoes, I would just start mapping out my plan to get the hell out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stack your money so you'll have a little cushion and yep. then do your, you know, do your part-time thing. You said it's enough to where you can live off of it comfortably. So if you stack your money, you should be all right. Right, and just come up with a budget. Figure yeah. out what you're willing to live with and live without. Like if you have to do cable without cable for a few years, do that, girl. Netflix be fine. And then honestly, mm-hmm. if you just pay for some Wi-Fi, you can go on YouTube. Somebody put it on YouTube. So exactly. You this much. Exactly. You know, there, 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 there are things that you could do out here. You know, mm-hmm. figure out how you want to live. Like what's important to you. Like if you want to be able to go get your eyebrows and nails done, but you want to give up cable, then fine. Right. <laughs> Or you we live in, the, in the age of, yeah, we live in an age where there's discounts, there's Groupon, there's deals, mm-hmm. deals, deals. Like, it, it's so many, it's, cable's not even relevant at this point in time. And the wow. only reason why I even have it is so that I can get a good deal on my internet because without <laughs> it, it's like, yep. we, it was either the telephone or the cable. And it's like, I guess the kid can look at TV, so I'll get the cable. But it's like, who who's really watching cable nowadays? No one. Nobody. So if it's something like that, as long as, you know, your lights is being, your lights, you know, your gas for your car, you're able to get back and forth to work, mm-hmm. um, you know, all your necessities are taken care of, I wouldn't stress things trivial as cable or now you can't go to the movies four times a month. You can only go two or three. I, 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 don't, I just think if you want it bad enough, you'll find a way to make it happen. Yeah, and, and do what you got to do. But just, yeah. you know, plan your work and work your plan. Yeah. You know, whatever, just think it through and, and do what's going to be best for you in the long run. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be okay. You'll land on your feet. You know, just keep going on the path and you're, you're where you're supposed to be. It'll catch up to you. You just got to keep mm-hmm. moving. You can't sit still. Yep. And, yeah, life is too short to be working bullshit jobs, girl. If you're unhappy, exactly. exactly. make, make it happen. Definitely make it happen. So, I believe you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. Oh, my gosh. Oh my goodness! I, yeah, I wish y'all good luck on these. Write us some more letters so I can sing. Definitely <laughs> write in some more. That was fun, right? Yeah, I liked it. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so we're gonna do this. We're gonna be trying some stuff over the next few weeks for everybody who is in the um, Facebook group with us, the Cooking the Gooch. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. You're the best friends a nigga can have. Um, thank y'all for your support and sharing our show and everything. And we um, have the site up and uh, we're going to send that link out and we're on Twitter. So as we start, you know, doing some more things, we're going to try to offer more um, different segments and just different things, you know, to just make sure that we're all staying in touch and doing Put red teams together. So just keep looking out for us and keep supporting us, and we really appreciate it. And what you gonna say, Gooch? You said what? Was you gonna say something, Gooch? 
I just say yay. Support us. Yay. I'll punch you in the face. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm so violent. I'm so violent. I need therapy. Oh, <laughs> you are a mess. And you know what? You be having ignorant bars. My nigga, can I just point out, you said you didn't know Diddy had children with women. What? Yeah. And those are your ignorant bars. So from, from time to time, you will hear me referring to the shit you say as ignorant bars. I just wanted to break that down real quick. Don't you ever talk about me, though. Don't. Because you be having ignorant bars. I do. I do, y'all. It's hashtag ignorant bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, but I'm sophisticated uh, ignorance. I write my curses and curses. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Oh, gosh. Y'all stuck with us this show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One day we won't be shit. Right now we ain't shit. We ain't shit. 